Hello, hello, hello. This is Tooth Be Told, Dr. Kyle Dumpert. Dr. Walter Aka, and we have the pleasure of having Miss Sarah Galco with us. She is, uh, well, is, are you a rising second year? Remember yeah. back in the day, we used to call ourselves that. You know, we, we wanted to feel special, like we yeah, accomplished yeah. You know, hey, I'm a rising second year. It just means that I, I know a little bit more. So, uh, <laughs> so you're a rising second year. You've gone through the hell of first year, you know, and yeah. now you're going to the hell of second year, you know. Um, but, you know, we wanted to get your opinion because last year, as everybody knows, and if you don't, then I don't know where the hell you've been, but COVID hit <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it changed the whole dynamic of education. And if anybody listens to us, they know that we already think that dental students are already getting kind of shafted when it comes to education and what they come right. out knowing, right? right? So we said, okay, Kyle, you and I, we talk bad about dental students and their education, even though we were dental students at one point, you know? Uh, so let's get somebody on there to defend themselves or yep. confirm what, we already, what we've been saying. So it's either Sarah, <laughs> no, no pressure, but you're either gonna confirm <laughs> or deny anything that we've said. If you confirm it, then we'll have you back on and we'll keep to talk crap about dental students. If you deny it, then we're going to stop. No, we're probably going to still continue to talk crap about that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so really, nothing's going to change. Uh, but no, we wanted to get your background and, and let us know exactly where you're coming from. Because I actually, you and I, we've been friends for a while. Like you were in hygiene school when I was a resident. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. I, see, this is, how, this is how old I am. I, I can't even, I don't remember. <laughs> You know, <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, so she was a hygienist and then decided to go back to dental school. And I don't know why, you know, because hygienists are amazing. Dentals, dentals, eh, we're okay, you know, <laughs> but so give us a story. What happened? How did you go from being a hygienist to dental, trying to get back into dental school? Yeah. So I was in high school and I remember them giving us a little booklet that said, um, here's some careers and here's some salaries and here's some background on how you become these things. And I remember seeing dentists or orthodontists and I was like, all right, that looks pretty good. And I have a sister. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, okay, that salary looks pretty good. That's like the most honest anybody's actually been about. That. Yeah, I'm here for the money. <laughs> right. Usually they're like, oh, I love teeth. I can't wait to caress teeth. Like something weird, <laughs> but you're like, no, listen, I saw the, how much they made and I said, let's go with it. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I really did. I mean, I was particular about mine, but no family background or anything like that. So right. I decided to do hygiene first to see if I thought mouths were gross, which they are, but if I could handle it and if I was into it and I was. So after working for some good dentists and some not so good dentists who uh, didn't, weren't exactly I don't know. I don't want to say that they were purposely bad. They just weren't good. And I thought, you know, I could do that. <laughs> so I, I owe it to some patients. Let's pause. Let's pause. So what do, you, what do you say good versus best? Like, what are they doing that's so bad? Um, so there were some where they weren't ethically straight, okay. but there were okay. others where their hand skills were just not good. And I don't know if it was because of age or if they were just getting lazier, if they couldn't see. But I just started feeling bad for patients that were coming back to have like the same restorative redone every six months. Um, so Great. I thought, you know, I, I, I felt like I could do it. I always put them on this pedestal <laughs> of like greatness and, and intelligence. And I thought, I, I should try. <laughs> let's, okay. let's, let's give All that right. a try. So. She's, like, she's like, I'm not blind. My hands are okay. <laughs> I have to do this. Give it time. Yeah. Give it time. Because uh, I'll, I'll look at patients and I'll be like, man, who did that terrible filling? And I look back, <laughs> oh, that was me. 
Oh, shoot. <laughs> so give it time. Then, uh, That'll give it time. The, and then you tell the patient, <laughs> it needs to be redone. You know, uh, why? Mm, listen, it just You're not taking care of it. it <laughs> right. You blame them. You know? it, and I and I was very, I was naive once too, but then I had the assistants rat them out. So I was like, okay. <laughs> They'd be like, I'd be looking at them. I'd say, did you see that over there? Did you get that? Did you see that dark spot? And they would be like, oh, and then they would do it. Like, so. <laughs> I got wow. to the point where I was like, oh, yeah, that's not not ideal. But, uh, okay. but yeah. So, yeah. So you're like, you know what? I can do this. Yeah. So let me let me apply to dental school because I can do this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's about time. It's about got time. You. Let's go for it. Got you. So, yeah. So, so, you're, so, so then you got into dental school and what mm -hmm. year do you start? Um, started, so st started in 2019, but had to take that little hiatus with okay. some family stuff going on. So I restarted with... Um, in 2020 with the class of 2024. 2024. Okay, so you started last year during COVID. Yes. How was that? Because COVID kind of started hitting, as you say, hit, you know, shit hit the fan uh, in March. Yeah. yeah. You were already in your second semester? I I had been working at that point. I had already taken my- Oh, you've my, been working. Okay. Yeah, so I, had, I started working during my hiatus before I restarted school okay. Okay. Um, in the fall of 2020. So it was, there was all these other, my, my classmates, they were all finishing their undergrad and, and graduating and I was working and then not working and just sitting around waiting for it to start, right. basically. Okay. So you started yeah. fall of 2020? Started yeah. Started fall of 2020. Okay, okay. And when, it, when you started, like, what did you have to do differently? Like, you guys, I mean, clearly you weren't going back to the school, right? Right. Yeah. So it was, it's Zoom University. Um, okay. Everything just about was online. We went in, um, we had like one lab session once a week um, that we would go in for and occasional rotations because as much as we thought they wouldn't bring us in, they also wanted every student in clinic to have an assistant. So that way they were limiting any aerosols that were going on. So that way we were there suctioning the entire procedure and getting patients in and out, hopefully quicker. So they did have us on site for that. Um, but as far as the didactic classes, you know, all the, the biochem and the micro, it, all of that was online entirely. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. So I'm kind of confused, I guess. So you started school, then all 80 of you guys, it's 80 people in your class, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. All 80 of you guys would go in at the same time or was it like um, 20 go in one day, 20 go in another? How did it work? I was, I would say, yeah, it was probably, probably about 20 at a time. Okay. Um, and they would go in and they would disperse us among the um, diagnosis and treatment planning module, the restorative module and um, the PROS module. So I would say they, they had us come in by our teams. They would say, okay, teams one through three come in today. And then they would assign us students who had patients coming in okay. based on that day. And so. we, we talked a lot about vaccines on this, on, on, the, yeah. on different episodes. Uh, and now th there's a lot of discussion right now between, uh, you know, staff that want to get it, don't want to get it, uh, how we're able to require staff to get it or let them go. What was that your experience in dental school as dental students? Were you required to get vaccinated to be once it became available? Uh, what did that look like? Yeah, no, we weren't required to, okay. to get it. It was like strongly encouraged. Um, a lot of the staff, you know, openly talked about getting it. Um, 
So it was something where everybody was, was itching to get it though. They would send okay. us links for um, different sites that we could go get vaccinated and people were rushing to schedule. So it seemed like for the most part, the majority of people did. Um, okay. But yeah, they haven't required it or anything yet. It's just been been encouraged so far. Okay. okay. And and how do you think that your school did when it came to, um, you know, making sure that you guys were safe with enough PPEs? Because that was the biggest thing that, if you were listening to like a few other episodes during the COVID time, Kyle and I would talk about you know our offices aren't open, we can't get PPE, you know we're trying to figure all this stuff out. Like how did it how did it look when you guys came back? Yeah, so they were pretty on top of that. Um, never that we never really encountered a shortage. Um, when we, I think during our, our week of orientation, which was virtual, but we did go in for like CPR that same day, they fit us for um, KN95s and they gave us, I think we got two for our rotations and then we had, we were assigned ones that were specifically for sim clinic and like the wet lab. So they were marked with these blue stripes, meaning like you do not wear these in patient areas. What the difference is, I still have no idea, but they designated that we had some that were strictly for that and strictly for patients. Um, and they gave us enough so that you would, you know, put yours in a brown paper bag for three days and then you could, you know, have another one for the next day. And they had made sure we had enough to cycle through them like that. Um, we still wore the face shields, you know, and they, have, of course, they always have had a gown. So we continued with that. So, yeah, they never really expressed that there was an issue with getting PPE there. Um, I'm I'm guessing that by the time we got there in September, they had kind of overcome whatever shortages there might have been. Right. But as far as I know, they they told us, um, or at least the one dean had mentioned that they, this dental school really only shut down for like a week or two in the entire mm-hmm. pandemic. It was like at the first week and then they opened up the emergency clinic. So they were actually always had somebody available for almost the entire pandemic. So they seemed to have kept on as close to business as usual as they could. So I'm guessing they didn't get hit too hard by that. Right. With uh, with private practice or dentistry in general, we were all passing on a PPE fee. And a lot of the insurance companies were coming out saying, you know, we'll give you an extra $10 per patient for PPE fee. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dental school, uh, if it was anything like when I went to school, it was, you know, you're you're going through a lot of. PPE. You know, you're supposed to take off your gown uh, and, you know, not reuse the same gown per patient. You're constantly throwing gloves away. Uh, Did that change at all? And with dental school being so expensive, did the dental school try to pass any PPE expenses on to your tuition? Did you see any tuition changes or expense changes or were they passing any of those expenses that you know of on to patients at the dental school? Yeah, I'm not sure if they did that to the patients. I I, don't, I didn't hear about it. I and they don't really have us present when they do sort of that financial presentation to the patients. Usually, yeah. that's already done before we would see them. Um, as far as my as a student, I don't believe I saw it. People in my Good. my class were more mad for some of the lab fees that we were charged. Um, oh, that's where it was. It went to your lab fees. <laughs> I could tell you that. <laughs> yeah. So, so for the spring semester, we were in gross anatomy and head and neck anatomy, and we never stepped foot in a cadaver lab, yet we were still charged the cadaver lab fees. Yes. Thousands yes. and thousands of dollars for a donated cadaver. Yes. Wow, that That's you didn't even touch. And I, you yeah, didn't even they, touch at all. No. The, the faculty, they used one. 
they chose one and they took pictures and videos for us of showing us where things were, which I think is better because I don't need to waste my time cutting through a cadaver, not even knowing what I'm looking for versus them already kind of having it laid out there for us. Well, uh, but yeah, we the, all the, paid the, thousands of dollars in cadavers. The hours I spent in, in yeah. anatomy lab, yeah. hours, yeah. I didn't miss that. <laughs> I didn't miss not spending hours there. But you know what though, here, here's a little, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of defend the other side, right? Some people learn by actually doing, yeah. right? Others learn by watching. So I feel like you've eliminated half of the other people. Well, my, mind you, you guys all got charged, right? Yeah. So despite everything, you guys all got charged for this. But some people might actually do better by going in. And, 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 and Well, and, 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 and honestly, it's the only time you can do surgery on a human body that you don't have to worry about messing up. Like, okay, Kyle, that's a, that's a good point. That, it's, <laughs> that is, like that's you, a very morbid point, but that's a good point. It, it, no, it's serious. It, it yeah, gets yeah, you true. comfortable cutting on skin and uh, going, that's I true. mean, I'm not cutting through muscle or anything on, right. on a daily basis for my job, but, you know, getting into bone, reflecting flaps and all that stuff. So I, I think that, you know, I would hope they would let you get back in there and use the, use those bodies. Um, well, it's too late now because she's a second year. That was all first year stuff, right? So they told us, well, this is the, the kind of weird part, is while we are in the class, we are in head and neck anatomy. Mm -hmm. um, this was, that started in mid-March, which is the same as it would have been for the class ahead of us. Right. So the pandemic started right when they were entering that class. Okay. So they had done gross anatomy from the neck down, mm -hmm. but they had never actually been in the cadaver lab for head and neck. So whenever we are in the class, they sent an announcement out to them saying, hey, we're going to open up the cadaver lab so you guys can come in and, you know, do some head and neck dissection if you would like, since you didn't get the opportunity to last spring. Where was so, our invite? Well, you oh. didn't get an invite to do that while we were taking the class. Oh. But they, they offered the second years the opportunity to go in and, and make up that part, basically. So you guys didn't get a chance to do the head and neck. Uh, dissection, but the year ahead of you could come back and do the head and neck dissection. Yeah. Huh. It was really bizarre because they said, we'll offer these open lab hours and you can come in and do this. And all of them were like, no, <laughs> we're kind of past that part now. Like we're in RPD and FPD and yeah. endo. Like this is not a priority for us now. And the rest of us are sitting here like, well, we, you know, we have time. We're learning it right now. <laughs> and uh, it never, it never came around. So I don't know if they're going to ever offer it to us, but I could, wow. I could see this being like a, like a really exclusive club where first year comes in. Can I go cut up? Shut up and get out of here. You loser. You know? <laughs> first, first year, you know, <laughs> right. yeah. Like, but I just want to learn. I said, get the hell out of here. <laughs> now you second year. I know you don't want to do it. Get in here to have fun. You know? Yeah. You know, wow. all of it us, there were people no who they, were, they would come up with the craziest ideas because they would say, well, if you have an idea of how we can all be in the lab and socially distance, let right. us know. And people were brainstorming like crazy because they didn't want to get in there, one, because they're paying for it, and two, because it's part of the experience, and especially for head and neck. I think that is particularly helpful yeah, to, absolutely. to be able to come into it, to be able to see all these different layers. Right. So for me, having them do it and have it very nicely done and identified for us was nice because I did save that time. Right. But I do think I do think being in person for that would have been helpful. But I was glad that they tried to supplement it for us. Mm. But it definitely wasn't the same. It wasn't worth the thousands of dollars that it cost us to look no. at these so, little video so, clips. 
so I'm guessing for your exams, they would just basically take like uh, screenshots of like what they showed you guys and pointed to the stuff and said, what is this? Yeah. Uh, so, and well, that was the thing. They didn't even do that for head and neck. They did it for gross anatomy. It was 40 like questions based off of systems. And then there were 40 practical style where she had, um, yeah, we either used cadaver images that were in like the museum part. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, I remember that. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So like in the museum part, that's where mm -hmm. they had, um, yeah, that's where they had taken pictures from. Okay. And then we use what's called, um, body Atlas or something like that. And it's a yeah, yeah. 3d yeah, yeah. computer yeah. version. So I would say it was about half and half where they would also choose those and they would isolate something and it would highlight it and they would say, okay, what's this? Wow. Um, it's, ama it's amazing to me that you guys had a, a body atlas because I still have that book, but it wasn't yeah. 3D. It was actually like paper and I had to yeah. read it. You know, I couldn't <laughs> rotate it. It's, uh, you know, it, it was, it was. It was yeah. cool though, because if you click uh, on I want to go back to school you, just so right? I can experience <laughs> <see> that. 3D, <laughs> you know? Yeah, <laughs> I had a book. It was yeah. so easy because you would click on something and it would tell you everything that connected and what systems ran through it. And you could see the motion. You could see motions of joints oh, and wow. stuff. It would do it. And I had interviewed at a school where they actually, they had a cadaver lab, but it was all virtual. It was literally a computer the size of a, of a table yeah. that would be, fit a person. And that was how they did their cadaver lab. So it kind of felt like a mini version of that. I want to say um, that might have been Case Western because I heard that their uh... – their their dem new dental school had like a three dimensional like uh, rendering of like bodies that they could like cut through and everything like that. Yeah, this was um, I think that interview was at Western University in oh, LA. Western, that's uh, LA. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's okay. awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so let's fast forward to the part where you're paying for stuff and and you're not getting the stuff. It's kind of like I paid for pizza but I didn't get the pizza. Right? And they're like, <laughs> well, the guy behind you, <laughs> the guy in front of you is going to get your pizza, but you're not going to get the pizza. So yeah. it's basically like that, right? Yeah. It's like we decided to give it to the other person. And, and if you get it, so what? If you don't, it is what it is. Wow. Okay. So so now you've taken anatomy. You're, you're, you're going through that whole process. How did it feel whenever you um, were taking exams? Like how did that all work out? Like for me, okay, so imagine if I'm in, in class and they're like, oh, you got to go online and take an exam. To me, that sounds like an open book test. You right. basically just told me I can do an open book test, Right. right? Yeah, I mean, Kyle, tell me if I'm wrong, yeah, but yeah, if someone absolutely. says taking all, you know, take a test online, I'm taking an open book test. How did that work out for you guys? So being that I had friends who were D2s and then there was me as well. So don't incriminate yourself. On, on I, no, I definitely will not. I, I, I will not. <laughs> no, what, no. what I'm saying is like, was there any kind anything that allowed you guys to make sure that you weren't using your books, weren't using notes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So I had been, you know, hearing about what my friends' exams had been like and they weren't being proctored and they had free range oh, wow. to navigate the test as they wanted. We show up as D ones and they're trying to proctor us. They take away backtracking, which it's like any educator ever says, well well backtracking, being able to navigate through an exam, that's a test taking technique. You know, it's you're supposed to go through and find the easy ones and you can flag the ones that aren't so easy. And yeah, yeah that's how I took it. I would yeah. just go through and answer the ones I really knew and then came back and kind of yep. answered yeah. the ones I didn't know. So we that was taken. Um, so you're not allowed to do that. You're not. Once you pass that 
question, you couldn't go back and think right. about it again. And it, of course it's timed. So you had to try to pace yourself um, because you had questions that were gonna be really, really hard and you were gonna get stuck on them and you had to pay attention to the time because you couldn't go back to it. So they did in, kind of introduce these parameters that did make it more challenging. Um, but yeah, they had ones where um, we had to have a second device and they would proctor us. There were ones where they would proctor us that, you know, I guess they decided that they would allow it to be open out, but they would proctor us to make sure there was no one else in the room or you weren't talking to anyone. How do you proctor somebody to make sure there's no one in the room? Like right now, really, I'm sitting in front of you, right? Mm -hmm. I'm talking on Zoom, uh, on, on, on this. Uh, I could have somebody right in front of me. You would not even know. They could right. be holding signs up. You would never know. <laughs> they could. Right? It, so they were, they were just trying to make it harder on you. So you had to, you had to be a little more discreet with your with your signage and how I'm looking at you, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, because I mean, there are because they also knew that there were people who have roommates that are in the same program. Okay. Right. So they might both be in the living room taking it. Right. And you know, so I mean, if you're going to try to swindle your way around that, then you got to be pretty sneaky. But you know, they're they they're not administration's not dumb. They knew right, that if right. they had, um, enabled people to be able to use their computer like it wasn't locked down they still had internet yeah. everybody has macbooks right. they can message you know and the people that are in the room with them and the I school know. would never know because it's not the software didn't monitor that but that was sort of pit stance as soon as the you know pandemic happened they said we've been bombarded with all these test taking companies telling us how they can monitor eye movement and yeah. you know all these different ways to proctor. And they said, that is so stressful. This is already stressful enough. Yeah. Like we're leaving it up to professors to utilize the software we have how they want to, but we're not going to add all this extra stuff. You know, we don't want students to be stressed out because some people they do, they look at the corner of the room when they're thinking and they thought we don't want to that to, cause that's going to flag them that they're right, looking right. at their screen. Right. So they did kind of keep that in mind that it does make it more stressful for those who are doing the right thing, but just, don't stare at the screen the whole time. Well, I guess I have a question again, and then Kyle, anytime you want to jump in, because this is like crazy to me. Why didn't they just bring you guys all into like a room with a bunch of computers and take the test and then leave? Social distancing. Yeah. yeah. You literally had a whole school, and I remember the dental school was huge. You could so, separate like 40 in one room, 40 in another auditorium, separate yourselves. You have the computer in front of you. You take the test like we do for the, the, the DATs, the part one, part two boards, right? Yeah. Because there was one person that monitored us, kept track of what we were doing, right? You went to a, a, a designated uh, testing center. But then you're getting what? on buses, public transportation, you're being exposed, coming into school, leaving school, maybe. Kyle, let's be honest. You know darn well people are driving around taking buses. <laughs> like, they're, they're not just sitting at home being good little boys and girls. Right, let's, right, let's not, right. Let's not pretend that, that this is what's happening. So I just, I don't understand, like, to prevent all this, like, high-tech BS, why don't you just bring them in and put them in front of a, a laptop, which laptops are so cheap now. And, and, and you know, when I was going through dental school, it's like $1,000. Now it's like 5 bucks. I'm sure. You know, and, and just, you know, take it that way. We had one class and one exam um, in that class that they did that. But so the auditorium that would normally hold over 100 people because yeah. it was at 25% capacity, it was only holding 25 people. Right. So they would have needed four rooms and they would have needed two to three proctors per room. Um, and it became a big scheduling issue basically between this, which is kind of bizarre because you think, well, no one's doing classes. What are the other on people site. doing? 
Yeah. Right. Where what is every, every... Ruse used for? But that honestly seems like what it became was finding, being able to reserve all these rooms at the time they needed to take the exam. There's people with testing accommodations that would need more time finding all the proctors to do it. So that was why they sort of did the online proctoring at first. Um, but the one class that we did that for, I could tell the professor was so stressed, <laughs> just trying to coordinate all of it because I don't really think administration was stepping in and helping them. I think they oh. told him, they said, well, if you want to do this, you need to find all the professors who can do it. Or well, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised it didn't switch just to a, a pass fail because I know a lot of dental schools are going to a, yeah. a pass fail. So, you know, who cares what score you get? Uh, you're not being ranked anymore. It's pass fail. That I think that would have been if that's their ultimate goal in moving uh, the education platform, that would have been a good time to do it. Right. Right. And yeah. No, we, we've a lot of people talked about that with a lot of our classes, you know, people said, why don't we just make it pass fail? Why won't they just do that? Because it would right. have taken a lot of that away from it. And uh, a friend of mine in my class now was struggling academically. They have a lot going on in their personal life. And the university was on the verge of basically dismissing them from the program. And they were like, whoa, time out. You know, even the provost has said in their emails that GPAs are going to suffer. You know, people right. are going through this, this transition and maybe online schooling isn't for them. So it was like the fact that some people, yeah, their academic career was based off of a semester of school in a pandemic. And maybe that type of learning isn't for them or that test taking scenario isn't working out for them because their GPA might be 0 0.03 away from the deadline, you know, the guidelines that they right. want. So it, it, it really does make sense to make it pass fail, but I don't know why you know some schools were so adamant about not doing it but i think you know, it makes more sense I, I read somewhere that students and i think they only looked at like uh middle school and high school students they were saying that last year to 2020 the failure rate jumped to like 50 percent mm -hmm. right because these kids were stressed like they didn't know mm -hmm. how to do stuff and it's not even just their fault right sometimes you'll go into like a lecture and they'll kick you out or you'll go take a test and it'll kick you out or you won't be able to uh, upload, download. You know, there's so many other factors that go with it. You know, yeah. um, man. So it really seems like you guys were also going through the same, same kind of stress. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I had one exam where it was, I think, a gross anatomy exam where there's 40 images, and the way that the images were uploaded to the exam on my computer. You know, my computer screen's only I don't know, let's say it's 13 inches, but some people have 15 or 17 half like a third of the images were cut off oh wow. wow and i had to call the professor and say you know i'm trying to take this exam but but the i can't see the images whatever your arrow is pointing to it's off my screen oh wow. so that was very stressful for me because now i'm you know trying to do the other questions on this exam but i have all these images that i can't identify and she goes okay well i'm going to email you a pdf of the images and you have to fill it out and send it back to me by this time and she sends the email and the attachment's not there i mean it was a whole oh, mess it was God. so like you know I, I can't imagine you know for me i was just kind of like well this this isn't my fault at this point you know they're gonna have to figure it out but i think I'm also one of those people who I like if they try to come at me and say that I did something wrong or I, you know, I would, I would fight them. But I think there's a lot of people that are a little more uh, passive who would just be like, oh, okay. Yeah, you said, right. said, said, come at me, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah, come tell me my computer is incompatible. Like, it's a year old, you know. So, yeah, I was like, I'm not afraid to stand up for myself. But, you know, wow. luckily there was some, there was some, or I would say most 
were flexible and understanding of the situation. Right. Yeah. And it was a learning curve for them too, to be administering these exams online because yeah, and ones where it would have pictures like that, their method would usually be you're in the auditorium and they put it up on the screen and they have you write it down what it is. So um, yeah, it was kind of a learning curve for everyone. So for the most part, people were understanding, thankfully. But yeah, I think taking the exams is was a big, uh, I would say it was a sore spot for, yeah. for a lot of people to talk about. Um, you know, and they're all showing their, their skewed bell curves now where it's all up in the A range and they're like, my class has always been really hard. I don't know what happened. And you know, we're just we're just a really smart group. <laughs> like, should I make the questions harder? We, no, no, we didn't have anything else to do other than study. That's right. all. I mean, <laughs> and I would always remind them that because it's true. You know, we save true. so much time. We're not commuting to school. We don't yes. have to pack lunches. Yes. You know, we're not sitting with these breaks in between classes. You know, we have good audio. We have good quality recordings of things that of the lectures that we can reference where if you were trying to reference one that's, that is done in person and you hear the professor like on the other side of the room, you know, so it was the whole thing, at least for me, I felt was a lot more efficient when it comes to studying when you're, you know, taking 29 credits and 20 of them are didactic. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I preferred this way. I thought it was well, a lot easier as far as managing your time with everything that we had to do. So Kyle, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask this question, Kyle, you're going to get irritated because I was when I actually found this out. Let me know how your lectures were. You told me something that really blew my mind. You were talking about the lectures being, um, you know, it was a video lecture, but you could also have sub, uh, you could have uh, subtitles. Yeah. So imagine Kyle, when we were going through school, there was no subtitles. You had to sit in the yeah. class, you took notes. If you missed something, you look around, go, yeah. what did I miss? Well, yeah, <laughs> you it's know? gone. Yeah, you're focusing on one thing and yeah. And, and they actually could rewind. They had subtitles, yeah. right? Tell me more about this. Like this blew my mind. I was yeah. like, if you guys don't all get A's, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat somebody. <laughs> I, I'm gonna yeah. tell them to you know come at me. Bro. Honest, <laughs> honestly, we would take recorders to class, and yes. some of the professors wouldn't want to be recorded yeah, because yeah. you could kind of prove something they said or didn't say mm -hmm. and, and didn't like that. So now you get you know video, audio, and subtitles whenever you go. That's I yes. think that's a huge tool. And and that was something I could kind of compare my first semester to where it was completely normal versus when I came back and redid that first semester in the pandemic was mm -hmm. that, yeah, I was, that was one of the, the things I, I struggled with and I hated was, yeah, you're, you're just frivolously, you're, you know, you're like that Jim Carrey meme where he's like hitting the keyboard, right? When you're, <laughs> when you're in lecture, because you're trying to keep up with what they're saying. And if you miss something, you're looking at the person next to you. So you're always behind. And you're right. not really listening to what they're saying. You're just typing what they're saying. Right. Um, so I felt like it was a lot more efficient to have that where, you know, they had some some software that they initially had up was awful because they're saying all these scientific words, all these dental words, and like it had no idea what they were saying. But then in the spring, it sort of updated a little bit and we had subtitles that were very, very accurate. So you could either turn on the subtitles and have them scrolling across the bottom, or you could set up on the side of the screen, the full transcript. So if you were taking notes and you missed something they said, you could just look at a couple lines above and see, and you could save those transcripts. And when they upload the recording into their software for reference later, it would have that transcript with it. So what's so, the point of taking notes? I have the notes. I am, yeah. right? I would have been like, let me just listen because I already have the notes. I could just read off of that. 
Yeah. And I mean, for me, that was how, how I liked it because it was like, I could actually listen to what they were saying and I wasn't worried about the notes. And right. you know, if I, if they said something that maybe wasn't on the slide, I could jot that down if I wanted to, or if I could just reference it later. Um, but yeah, for me, typing while they're talking and trying to keep up was not a way of learning. This was a way of learning for me. So it is a little nerve wracking to think about uh -huh. going back and not having that anymore. I remember like for us, we actually had, we hired somebody in our class, yeah. paid mm -hmm. them to take yeah. notes for everybody. Right. Yeah. You know, they were yeah. like the fastest writers or whatever type. Of, I think we wrote at the time back in my day. We didn't have computers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just come on, make yourself sound a little more ancient. Right. No, come no. I think, we had, I think we had typewriters at the time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but they were good, very good typists. You know? <laughs> but, uh, but no, it, it, you know, that's what we did. We actually had somebody who could just write the notes really, mm -hmm. you know, really well. We just all paid them, you know, yeah. a certain amount. And that's what we had for the semester. So, oh. like, for you to have all that, that's incredible. How was the uh, the social aspect? Because going through dental school is a very, can be a very traumatic experience. And as you're <laughs> all there together in class, going through the labs, going through lectures, you know, venting to each other after, you know, exams and stuff, you, you bond through that process. But if you're all kind of segregated in, in your apartments or whatever, did that affect your class at all, do you think? No more happy hours is what he's asking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it's been detrimental, but at the same time, it's, I think it's kind of been beneficial because, you know, we didn't have that orientation week where we all sort of, you know, you got shoved at a table with people and they had all these orientation week events, the happy hours, the pirates, you know, the baseball games or different events. They didn't have any of that. And someone tried to plan something and they got tattled on within like 45 minutes by some narc in the class who, you know, <laughs> was like, because they told us, they said, you know, we're not having events. We don't want you guys to be getting together right now. And they were just like, hey guys, what if we like, do a picnic at Shenley Park. And uh, and then they got a call within like 45 minutes that said, be smart, you can't meet up. And if you're gonna do it, don't talk about it in a group chat with 80 people. So- Snitches, there's snitches right. everywhere. The snitches, yeah. So um, it was, I think it was kind of nice because you, were in your rotations or in your labs with less people. You know, there was maybe 15 to 20 of us. So you got to know that group really okay. well. And maybe people that live in the same apartment building, you know, or in the same areas got to know each other a little bit. So maybe through the person that you met in lab that you get along with, you meeting the people that they know. And I, I do feel like my class is really, really friendly. Yeah. I think everyone is just so excited to have to be meeting people and to be like right. getting to put like see people that are usually black boxes on screens to them. Yeah. Um, so there is like this enthusiasm that is still going, you know, it's, it feels the same as it did day one of okay. the class trying to do things and getting to, you know, and, and being invited to, now that we are allowed to do things, being invited to different things um, on the weekends, it's, it's feels very inclusive. You know, you weren't forced into clicks during orientation or those first couple okay. weeks of school. Like you were in these small ones, but it wasn't the entire class. You know, there weren't groups forming so early on, I think. So yeah. that's that's what I found to be beneficial is I think I met and hung out with a lot more people now than I would have in the more traditional setting. Cause you kind of find like the couple people you get along with and you cling to them, you know, yeah. and you're like, okay, we're gonna study and we're gonna sit in class together and we'll eat lunch together. Like, no, because when you're there at different times with different people, you know, you get to know them more intimately, but not, you know, and not be so overwhelmed by the experience. So I liked that, you know, I think it was maybe hard at first because 
when everything is, you know, when you have the snitches and everything is like, there's digital proof of everything. I know you have to be, right? You have to be careful of, you know, what you say and who you talk to. Um, but it was nice. I also think in our generation too, because we're, we're, well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna separate myself from the 22 to 24 year olds as they oh, almost okay. You're, you're, you're a baby. Calm down. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, right. Until you had a tight you're a baby. Okay. <laughs> but I feel like we're already used to screens, so having sort of a digital interaction before an in person interaction made a lot of people feel more comfortable. Okay. Kind like of, would, yeah, it sounds like I would have failed dental school now. <laughs> I mean, all this digital stuff, I'd be like, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. What, 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 what is this? Do Zoom? What is this? What are we talking about? You know, I'll yeah. be the one that I, I couldn't even, like, see the screen. My my outcome on, it would have no picture. It, it would be a miracle. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, but, yeah, I think that overall it was definitely um, better for me to have it, you know, to have everything on Zoom and to meet my class in sort of a, a more gradual way um, over the past year. I mean, I swear there's probably still people I've never met or I've, or I've seen, but I don't realize who they are. Um, right. But the people that I have met, I feel like I know pretty well because, you know, if you're stuck in the same lab with them and 10 other people, you know, and everyone's so excited to see each other because we've all been stuck in our houses alone or with a roommate for months, yeah. then people are, yeah, they're kind of itching to socialize too. So it's been, I, I, for me, it's been a good experience that way. Okay, well, there it is. So you've had a good experience, but can you tell us some of the people that you've talked to that literally had like really bad experience with this whole situation? Because like you said, being at home by yourself, some people just can't do that, right? Uh, just yeah. being on a computer, some people couldn't, can't do that. I mean, a lot about of depression and all these other issues, I'm sure have, have increased based on what I've read, you know? Like, I'm so lucky I don't have, like, teenagers or anybody that has to do homeschooling for the past year because, one, I wouldn't want them in the house with me. Uh, and two, you know, <laughs> just to have to switch everything over to doing it yourself and be more involved in, like, the teaching of your the, the, the kids and, and, and yourself, that's got to be tough. So, like, what have you heard from your classmates about how difficult it was for them? Yeah, from the people that, that have seemed to... Um, be unhappy or struggle in one way or another, it seems like maybe being at home and having lecture, it doesn't keep their attention as well, or they don't feel like they're as um, inclined to be regimented in what they're doing. Because, mm -hmm. you know, if you want to go get something to drink or you, you know, you want to go talk to your pet, like you can just get up and walk away. Um, mm -hmm. So I think for some people, the fact that, and they're at home all the time, you know, it started to feel kind of restless where you're like, well, I'm not, obligated, right? I'm not in school mode because I'm not in the building and I'm not sitting there watching the professor in front of me. So I think some people had a little bit of a harder time adjusting to that um, or even separating that sort of work-life balance where, you know, you're, because you can put yourself in school mode when you're there and study mode when you're home and then take care of your, your house and your family, that all sort of blurred into one. So I know for some people it was a lot harder for them because they did have their home life around them. And it was like either they were studying more than they, you know, all the time because it was hard to step away or they had trouble doing it because they couldn't make that separation. Um, and some people just learn better, I guess, having the professor in front of them in a classroom. For me, I don't like hearing people type. I don't like hearing them knock over their water bottles and letting them roll to the front of the auditorium. You know, to me, there were all these Open things. Open their bags of chips, like, crinkle right? the, uh, the wrappers. <laughs> you know, you got the girls behind you 
the Giggle. whole time. And you're like, yeah. you know, what are you doing? <laughs> so for me, I, I felt a lot more distracted not having the people in class, but they felt more distracted being at home. Um, but I think another sort of area of frustration, which I have just come to accept out of education these days, but they felt like the school wasn't really on top of what they were doing. Their communication wasn't that great, you know, and, and I guess I give some credit to their, they were figuring it out too. This was a new thing for them. Um, but I think some people's expectations were a little bit higher than that. So there was some frustration there and, and why is an administration doing this? Or, you know, why am I being charged these cadaver fees? <laughs> um, and I'm not actually using them. But you're yeah, upset I mean, about it. I can tell. We are. We are. We are very <laughs> upset because they did. The, the president and vice president of my class met with the administration, not just in the dental school, but on campus in general. And they were like, the money's already spent. Uh, and they were like, yeah, but that's not like I didn't spend it. You spent it. Like, you know, <laughs> just because you used it doesn't mean that I like that's, you know, you should have yeah. and that I, I wanted you to use it. But yeah, there's some people who said, you know, or they felt like they weren't used to taking exams online. That seemed to be a thing for a couple of people, too, that I was I was surprised by um, because they like being able to write in the margins and or, you know, they didn't have to worry about backtracking or not. So there are some people who I think are a little more traditional mm-hmm. and would have thrived more in that situation. But like I said, I mean, so far everyone's still here. So, you know, they learn to adapt just as, you know, as I would have had to adapt to being in a classroom and not having my captioning anymore. Um, So, yeah, I think there's pros and cons to it. I think the con mostly being the fact that, you know, it's awkward to not really know your classmates at the end of your first year and that maybe the lecture type isn't how you, you know, feel successful. It's not something that you feel like you can really vibe with, yeah. but yeah, so, there's, I feel like there's more who, who liked it versus didn't. Are, are these changes sticking around now that things are going back to normal? Are they still offering those, you know, uh, video recorded lectures with subtitles? Right. So yeah. So right now the plan is to be back in on site in the fall for everything, um, which I'm a little sad about because I think I will lose them. Um, they they have been recording the lectures for years, like when they're done live in the in the room um, and they upload them so you can reference them later. But it is nicer having the professor talking directly to the computer, because if they are walking around, you might lose that audio. Um, and, you know, the captioning, if it's if it even existed, which I think for the most part, they started everyone started doing it before we were even on Zoom. Um, but it wasn't always accurate. So but like the live the live captioning will not be there anymore because they won't be using Zoom. They'll just be using whatever the school computer uses to record the, the lecture for later. So the plan, yeah, the plan is to go back and it's going to be how it how it used to be. And, and so I think we're going to lose a lot of the, the benefits that came with doing I, like that. I, I hope you guys as a class can come together and kind of push the school to maintain those because there, there's a lot of changes that happen for COVID that I think help to push not only dentistry, uh, but, you know, education, things that uh, as technology has improved all around, everybody benefits. So it just gives people like yourself a a different, uh, you know, a different way of learning versus that traditional in class. So everybody doesn't learn the best in-person lecture. Everybody doesn't learn the best on webinars. Uh, So by having different options available, I think it would benefit the whole student population for Mm -hmm. learning what best suits their needs. 
you know, it's funny, Kyle, um, um, in med schools, most med schools, they don't even have to go to class. Yeah, they, right. They don't have to even go to class. They literally can just watch it, like you said, online. They mm -hmm. can go look at a video. And I remember my uh, sister-in-law was funny. Uh, she was like, when I was in med school, I would just basically uh, uh, play the play the, uh, um, the the lecture back, but like at 1.5 to speed. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So that you would just like go through and just like, okay, cool. Yep. Got that. Got that. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. So you made something that was like maybe a 60 minute lecture into like a 40 or, you know, 35 minute lecture, you know, so you get the, the, the poignant points that you were looking right. for. So I actually agree with you on that. Like, I feel like at least when I was going through dental school back in the day, you know, we uh, were treated like little kids, if I have to be honest. Like, yeah. You had to come you in, had to sign in, sign in yeah. and do all this stuff. And, and it's like, okay, one, you're ripping me off because you pay me, you're charging me a lot of money. At least respect right. the fact that I'm an adult now. Right. You know? uh, so, so that's something that I agree with you, Kyle. Yeah, I would say I, you know, from having friends who are working and seeing how their jobs are still going to maintain what of they've, uh, you know, adopted during COVID as part of their normal work, work day and workflow. A lot of people that I've talked to when they're talking about going back to in-person, on-site, everything mm -hmm. are kind of mad. You know, they're like, listen, if you know, I'll come in to take the exams, yeah. but no. don't make me come in for lecture. And, you know, every professor is, <laughs> comes, they log on for Zoom and they're like, I really wish we were in person. And the rest of us are like, we don't. <laughs> you know, that's for you. They've adopted a little bit of a hybrid model now um, because we will, there's, you know, two days a week we have lab, you know, from eight to 11 or, uh, you know, nine to 12, but they have that one hour of lecture either right before or right after. So you're invited now, you're allowed to stay on site and sit in the auditorium and the professor will come and do that lecture. I think that that's a fair way to keep doing it, where if somebody yeah. wants to go in and the professor, you know, they get enough attendance where the, enough people want to go in and sit there, then great, go do that. But I still think that they should do Zoom and let people do it from home. Um, I don't think that we should all be forced to go in. But yeah, no, the dental school has not changed as far as attendance goes. <laughs> um, you know, and what the one, the one professor is doing because he has these on-site lectures right after or right before the lab, he looks at the people that are there and he brings an attendance sheet and he calls out names of people that aren't there. So he has, he has little questions on his slides and he'll say, hey, you know, Sarah, are you there? And then he'll ask them a question. And that's kind of his way of keeping people in check. Um, and there's some accountability for the people that are watching on Zoom to like make pe sure people are there, which I guess for a class like, like restorative, it is pretty important, you know, but again, you can watch it back, but they started doing little things like that. I mean, I would even, what, what's the point to that though? I don't understand. Make that. sure like, you're there. If you're not, then you lose two points from your grade. If you don't answer, it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. He just wants you to answer if he calls on you. It's about control. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. It, yeah. it literally sounds like he has no, I mean, too much time. I'm going to say he, I don't know if he or she, but he has too much time on their hand. I don't want to be, I don't want to be canceled. So he or she, they got <laughs> or whatever they want to go for, whatever noun pronoun, you know. Uh, but uh, that, that to me, that makes no sense. It, it, I, again, like I'm paying you guys. You're getting your right. paycheck. You're doing whatever you need. Like, why do you need to do that? That makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lee, this is why I, I never mind, Kyle. I'm not. I'm not going back to school. <laughs> that'll piss me off and i'll be sitting there doing what sarah does talking about come at me bro you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
<laughs> well, I was I was asked a question during lecture. So there's two two professors that'll do that. Um, the one he just calls on people who are there on who are black boxes, and he calls on me and asks me to identify this. Um, basically, it was a dissection of a lung, mm -hmm. and it was a like purplish looking lymph node. And he goes, "What what do you think that what do you think's going on there?" I was like, "I don't know." He's like, "Yeah, that's a few chapters ahead." What? <laughs> well, well, then why did you ask? What was wow. I, you know what I mean? I was like, I have no idea. And he goes, that's okay. I wouldn't expect you to know. So why'd you call me out? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, why was this where you decided to ask a question? And like, yeah, I just BS'd him. That's a, like, well, that looks like a, a chronic uh, inflammatory response, as you can tell by the reading, <laughs> really, really pain, you know? <laughs> and he'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. That's how I feel about, about your stupid question. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I do think that they, yeah, we are in a professional school. We are definitely still treated in that way where they want to take attendance and they want to make sure you're there. And I guess as far, you know, from a patient care standpoint, they want you to know what's going on and that's, yeah. but that's on the person. And if they aren't paying attention and they're not studying and it'll catch up to them, yeah. right. professors yeah. will read them out in clinic if they don't know what's going on, if they don't know what they're talking about um, right. or they don't know what they're doing. So I, I think that, you know, it's, it's it's a double-edged blade, right? Because it's like, you know, you want to give people that independence, but at the same time, is it going to catch up to them later? Is there going to be, right. you know, more negative repercussions than, than positive? But I would like to keep going how we're doing it. Right. It's funny. My, my, my children's daycare doesn't even take attendance. Like, they just want to make sure that I pay them. <laughs> they keep right. track yep. of that. They're yep. like, yep. where's that bill? <laughs> yep. you know? But they can care less if my kid is there. They can care less. <laughs> <laughs> there was one time they actually, like, we, we, we were, you know, we were like, oh, let's go on. Uh, I was home and my wife was home, so we decided to go to the zoo or something. Didn't even know. The next day I was like, you know, oh, hey, you know, they're, they're like, oh, yeah. Did they have fun? And I'm like, yeah, you had no idea that my kids. Were <laughs> That's what no, I, like I, have, I have a friend when, yeah. when him and when he's off work, if he has projects to do that day, if he's off on a Wednesday, he'll take the kids to daycare. They charge him the same price. Yeah, oh yeah, Monday through care. Friday versus you know two days a week. So it's like he's like, if I got stuff to do, I'm gonna drop them off for a couple hours. That's right. <laughs> so get my stuff That's done. It. The only thing they care about is I'm I'm paying the bill. They yeah. can care less if uh, my child is there has has learned anything. It's like my it's like my, my, my the swimming class I take them to. I, I have yet to see any progress. But whatever. <laughs> I'm not upset about that. <laughs> it's, it's, I still swear to God, I watched it. I'm like, you haven't learned anything in two years. Well, good, 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 good for me. But uh, anyway, uh, Kyle, do you have any more uh, questions, or should we just wrap this up? Uh, I think you know Sarah's angered us still. We, we still I I still don't like dental schools, so that's good. You yeah. know, nothing's changed for me. <laughs> No, I, you, I, I, no I, I, I think you supported why we don't like dental schools <laughs> even more. They, they have not uh, redeemed themselves in any way from this conversation. So, oh, oh, definitely uh, not, definitely not. And if, if, if there's any administrators that, that that want to come on to our lonely podcast to talk about it, and please, yourself, please, yeah. have them come e on because email. What's our email? Oh yes. Uh, Real dentist with an S at gmail.com. Real dentist with an S at gmail.com. Please email us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I do feel like that that you have ones who agree with you. I was working with a resident the other day and he goes, I wouldn't hire a recent grad from your school. He goes, they haven't he goes, they haven't done nearly enough. Yeah. Because they did. Yeah. They changed the requirements for graduate like for graduating, and it's even less now. And he's like, no one's ready. And now you consider the fact that for four, four or five months, you know, these students that were in clinics, 
weren't in clinic, you know? Yeah. And so their hand skills, they're still gonna be expected to meet those requirements, which aren't even that many to begin with and be expected to be able to do them and pass their boards and, and move on. And um, it is a little, a little worrisome. You know, what I have- I, What I want you to do, Sarah, and this is like an A, we, we've been doing really well with the teasers. So I want you to find somebody that's a up, you know, come uh, up and coming forth here, and I want them to try to come on the podcast, so we can okay. talk to them about what their expectations are to graduate, right? Mm -hmm. And if they feel like they're ready, because we don't want to talk for them. Kyle and I know they're not ready, right? <laughs> but right. there are people that don't believe that they're not ready, and right? we'll keep them yeah. anonymous too. If they want to stay anonymous, we'll keep them anonymous. We, we all understand, hey, I, I rubbed some people wrong in dental school the wrong way. And, you know, you, you worry <laughs> I, I about gradu well. graduating and stuff and fine keeping people anonymous. We listen, well, we are not we are not going to ever incriminate anybody on this podcast. One thing we are is we're jerks when it like we don't care about us. Like we were no, no. we graduated. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. like what's a patient not going to come to me? OK, moving yeah. on. Right. Uh, but dental school is not getting any more money out of me. I, I'm not, so I can I'm say whatever I want. They can't take my degree from me at this point. See how see how bitter we are. Oh, <laughs> well, then in that see? case, blur my face, change my voice, call me. To <laughs> you know what? Listen, we don't have the technology for all that. Calm down. <laughs> You're already here. You're already here. <laughs> you screwed up already. Um, <laughs> so for anybody else, you know. Uh, but no, honestly, we want to try to get people to come on because we want to get. Uh, other perspectives. You know, we joke mm -hmm. around and we have a good time with this, but we want to get up other perspectives because there are up and coming dental students that we already interviewed, the ones that are about to start school, and they need yeah. to know what they're getting themselves into. Yeah, they you know need to know what's going to be the challenges that they got to get over, and it's not all bad because I do believe, like you said, the dental schools were just like any private practice, like was like Kyle and myself. We were all trying to figure it out, mm -hmm. right? And so you can't be mad at anybody for trying to figure it out there's a lot of changes that should have come about right after we we kind of got through the year we should have said okay this worked this didn't work let's get rid of the stuff that never worked in the past yeah. and yeah. let's focus on the stuff that did work and if that didn't happen then they're assholes and yeah. <laughs> they didn't learn anything right yeah. covid yeah. should have taught us a lot of things right uh, and and one is is how to adapt and how to change and basically learn to be better but right. not everybody got that uh, experience right not everybody got that lesson so again, I, you know, we, we, we joke around and stuff, but I do believe that Kyle and I are very honest when it comes to it. You know, yeah. sometimes people don't like that, Kyle. <laughs> and that's probably why not a lot of people come to our podcast. But <laughs> one thing we are is very honest. Yeah, try to be, yep, absolutely. Right? But go ahead, Kyle, let's finish up here, man. Yeah, I, thank you so much for coming on for us, uh, sharing your experience and uh, yeah, do you, would you like to share your email if somebody wanted to reach out to you? Sure. Yeah. So it's just sra.galko at gmail.com. Perfect. Yeah. It's, and it's mean, good to you use know, the, the, the Gmail one so they can't monitor you at Pitt on uh, right? what they're actually saying. It's smart. <laughs> yes. There's, there's no, no snitches. And, and if there is a snitch, don't tell them they, they can't come on our podcast. We don't do snitches. <laughs> we don't do snitches. They're not going to report us. Disclaimer at the bottom yeah, of this, this help wanted ad. Right. No yeah. They're not, they're not going to snitch on us. Oh, do you remember the Pitt students? Dr. Aka and Dr. Dumper. Do you remember them? They're, they're assholes still. I'm like, yeah. We never changed. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you what you got at that stage, you know. 
Maybe they'll put they'll like put little X's over your faces and the right. holes in your graduation they pictures. Might. That is yeah. how we probably yeah. won't exist in the. In the <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on. We definitely appreciate you. You know, yes, go, go get you. your go get your steady on so that you know yeah. you don't you know blame us for anything for not getting an A plus. Go get your steady on, okay? Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank, thank you. you guys. See ya. Thank you for listening to Tooth Be Told. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at realdentist with an S at gmail.com. That's realdentist, R-E-A-L, dentist with an S at gmail.com. Remember, the opinions on this podcast are just that, our professional opinions. The final decision about your health should be made by you and a trusted dental professional.